down to the peak. Podcast. Viewer discretion advised. Thunder, feel the thunder. Lightning and the thunder. Thunder, feel the thunder. Lightning and the thunder. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing. If y'all didn't quite get it, let me say it again. I'm here to stay. I don't want nobody to try to split us up. We all one team. Hey, my name is Chuck Cheney, and welcome back to the Peak and Roll podcast. I know it's been a while since we recorded. It's really hard to follow up what Brady did. However, we're going to try to bring it back into the fold with Thunder Digest and the Peak and Roll podcast. I'm Chuck Cheney, and thank you for listening. And we are going to hop right into things here. The Thunder are hot, 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 hot. They've won 10 out of their last 11, and they host the Portland Trailblazers today on Monday, tonight at 7 p.m. at the peak. There will be no Jeremy Grant, but the Thunder own a 2-0 series lead over the Portland Trailblazers for the first time in about a decade. No, I'm just kidding. It's probably since about 2014, 2015, probably the 15-16 season, if anything. The Thunder and the Blazers, typically it's a bad matchup for the Thunder. The Blazers can space it with three-point shooters, and they got a big man who can battle down low. However, the Thunder have had an answer for them all season long. But right now, let's not focus too much on uh, what is Portland going to do, and just let's appreciate what we've seen so far. Paul George is on a level like we haven't seen since, well, I guess we've seen it since Russell Westbrook had his tear as the MVP, but the difference between that is their shooters and defenders and everyone around both players this year when it was really just Russ, unfortunately. And if you go back and look at the stats in the playoffs against Houston, you kind of saw that. I think Russ was a net negative 62 on the ratings in that first round loss to Houston. It sucks, but it was kind of a growing pain that we had to go through as a franchise with the transition and everything. But with Paul George and Russell Westbrook, the two, they have this nice yin and yang. They play well together, and it's really benefited the Thunder so far. We saw that on Saturday night against Houston. Paul George was just exceptional on the defensive side and on the offensive side. Foul trouble's kind of been a forte. I guess when you play such aggressive defense, that's going to happen. The Thunder are in this mode where right now, if this is the basketball they're playing, in the playoffs, I don't know if anybody beats the Thunder. Not even the Warriors, the Sixers, the Celtics, the Raptors, the Nuggets. I go down the list. I'm not worried about any team if this is how they're going to play. That being said, things are going to change. Matchups change. Billy Donovan may not coach to a certain level. Who knows? That's down the line. Right now, this is some of the best ball they've played since the 2015-16 season when they figured things out and they were just on a tear. And that's what the Thunder are doing now. It's going to be a little different tonight against Portland. As they're going to be without Jeremy Grant. He's recovering from a sprained ankle. He played through it, and I'll be honest, he probably could play, but it's it's a great time to rest. We, we have space on Portland. We, we can afford this. Um, I don't think it's a loss. I think the Thunder is still favored by 6.5. Paul George comes to play. It's going to be really difficult, if I don't care what Portland does offensively, defensively, to really battle with what the Thunder can bring to the floor. Jeremy will be missed, man. 
he's a banger, and who knew that he was going to turn out to be like this. I, I guess the GM who drafted in Philly and Tim Pressy, that's about it. But he's really developed. It's been a nice addition for the Thunder. Who would have thought that the Thunder should have benched to bench Patterson way sooner? But we're beyond that point now. It's been exceptional watching Paul George do what he's doing into the MVP race. And then we sit back and shoot. The Thunder have another MVP candidate waiting in the wings. And he's not being talked about, honestly, probably because of his really poor percentages from the free throw line, from the field, from the three-point line. Russell Westbrook, quietly, and I say very quietly, he's having a triple-double again. Three years in a row. Historic. It only happened once in the last 65 years. And now he's about to do it again. I'm sorry, 58, 59 years. But he's doing it for the third straight season. That's going to happen. I will, unless he gets injured. Well, even then, he gets injured, still counts. He's he's averaging 21, 11, and 11. It's exceptional. And it shows in the win column when Westbrook gets a triple-double, the Thunder are more than likely going to win. They win more than 80% of the games. When he gets a triple-double, that is not a stat stuffer. That is fact. While stats can be misleading, you have to remember the one stat that doesn't mislead wins. Winning cures all. And with Russell Westbrook, the Thunder, very, very freaking good. And they're going to need to be that for a season. But right now, this moment, we have to pre- appreciate and see what kind of guy that's quietly building this MVP resume out He's probably going to finish 7th or 8th in the MVP race. He should be 2nd or 3rd. Paul George is going to finish runner-up, and it'll probably be Harden, George, Curry, Haiti, right there. Those are going to be your top four, most likely. Who knows? That's under, But he will be the Defensive Player of the Year. That seems like a given at this point. Even Rockets fans are uh, kind of noticing it. That's what we are loving and we're seeing and it's really great so we're gonna have a couple award winners it's which i think is interesting where russell westbrook's going to finish on the all nba team will it be second team third team and if he will be in consideration for the all defensive team i think he really should be a first team all defensive player he's put a lot of emotion and i want to say i guess energy into that so and that's where I'm going to stop rambling. We're going to bring on James Horvath. James is a wonderful addition to the Thunder Digest team. And he is kind of our good mojo guy, man. He's been tweeting some games for us, writing some articles. He's a youngin, but he's knowledgeable in basketball, which is really nice. He's funny and he's mature, unlike me. I'm not very mature. And so... We're going to bring James on, talk to him a little bit, get his insights on the same things we're talking about just now, and kind of predictions going forward. All right, we're going to welcome on James Horvath. James, welcome to your first ever peak and roll podcast appearance, man. Are you excited, nervous? It's kind of late. We're both talking a little bit after midnight, but how are you feeling, man? Feeling good. Ready to watch some Thunder basketball. Ready to Get in this 50 wins for the first time in a while. Yeah, it's crazy. A stat I tweeted out last night. Will Thunder have to go 13 and 14 over their final 27 games to not get 50 wins? That's pretty astounding. 
it's weird that we subtracted Mello, added Dennis Schroeder with his umlaut and everything, and all of a sudden, the Thunder are like this real title contending team. Yeah, just it's crazy how much like the continuity, bring back Paul George, him and Russ are just so much chemistry. Yeah, you, you get a training camp between the two, and we kind of saw last in, on July 1, the 30th and July 1, they're, they're popping cigars, popping bottles, and the exclusive party, and all of a sudden, like Thunder Nation, man, we were lit. I, it kinda yeah, sucks. I was one. Yeah, it kind of sucks, though. Like, I think everyone really wanted Melo to work out. and for It's unfortunate that it didn't. Yeah. I wanted Melo to be good, but just didn't work out. I think he just got old, man. That's just part of yeah. part of it getting part of it age and we saw what happened to Houston this year and now there's rumor of him going to LA. I'd be okay with Melo being the reason why LeBron James didn't make it back to the finals. I mean I like LeBron, but wouldn't that just like book in a great LA season? Yeah, I, I'm not a I'm not a big Lakers fan, so Oh I know I kinda I don't care about the Lakers. I like LeBron. The Lakers oh, yeah. are annoying. Yeah, I like LeBron too, but it's kind of just like I want I want LeBron to win, but I don't want the Lakers to win. <laughs> Who's more annoying, just the Lakers in general or the Laker fans? Um, probably the fans. Oh, the fans are the worst. It's been ten years since they won a title, but you if you would talk to them, they would have thought it was two years ago. <laughs> No, so let's get back into it. So Saturday night, man. So I'm covering the first half. The Thunder getting eviscerated. And I humble myself. And I come to you like, James, you've been tweeting last couple of games. And you took over the second half. Thunder made a comeback. And you said, if the Thunder, if this isn't by, if the Thunder are not within 20 by halftime, you're taking back over. And kind of give me your thought process, man. I'm sitting there watching it. And, like, I'm still tweeting. And, saying random stats and encrypted videos and I'm sitting there going yeah especially coming where they hit first seven shots and then they missed three or four then they hit their last six and I'm just like Jesus this kid is like on fire talking about you because like I'm not a superstitious guy but it just felt like it it's it clicked I'm very superstitious when it comes to the thunder (laughs) Nah, like, but tell me your mindset behind that, man. It's got to, like, you got to um, be thinking a little bit like, hey, this might have been a little bit me. <laughs> well, Paul George was very helpful in that. He scored 45 points in the game, and a lot of them came in the second half. <laughs> he had that super hot first quarter. He's five for five, and then he got screwed on that, um, three-point shot that should have been a four-point play, but they, they only gave him two free throws, and he missed both of them. Bro, like, and I'm going to tell you this. You've only been a part of the team this year, and you can tell I'm pretty – I'm more favorable to the officiating when I'm covering games than the average person. But, like, I think it was yesterday. I, I, I was just so frustrated. I think I said uh, James Harden has more push-offs than he has points. <laughs> and it's just like I don't, I don't get it. Like their continuation, yeah. and I will say I've I don't know about you, but I've officiated basketball for a few years. It is the hardest sport to officiate. I've done football, done basketball, I've done baseball and others and soccer. Basketball by far the hardest. And, yeah, but I don't get it. It's the NBA. You're the 
best in the world and you still cannot find consistency from game to game. Yeah, it's just Hell, I play the team. I play a little bit for for my school and then it's just like I get hit. You, you can hear the slap, they just don't call it and then there's this like random push and then they call it. <laughs> it's well, like be consistent. So I will say this and on that we'll get back on Thunder Topic. So when you hear that random slap, as official, I'm assuming they're using three, or are they two-man? I'm um, usually a three. Yeah, it's all about angles. So, like, I get the random no-calls, but it's like the continuation. Come on, that's the stuff I'm talking about. Yeah. And I, I think the average fan of watching the NBA is understanding i'm not going to say intelligent because we've seen twitter there's not yeah sometimes <laughs> there's there's unintelligent fans watching the game but they just want consistency whether or not the call is right it has to go both ways you can't give harden a continuation but paul george not yeah it's just like last year in the playoffs versus utah you saw that that pump fake three get called all the time and then paul george does it with thunder down three in an elimination game and it's a no call he, I mean, I'm telling he didn't deserve that call. I mean, we're going to be real <laughs> about it. He had a really bad series. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I hit man Russ. I mean, you ain't beating Utah. I mean, I, I'm not afraid of Utah this year. But, um, but yeah, it's just consistency. But the Thunder, though, let's get back on topic. I, we're right. rambling, man. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the Thunder, though, come back 26 down, largest in franchise history in um, – I don't know. I don't remember what it was in, in Game Five when we came back against Utah, but I, in the regular season, at least, it's largest in Thunder history. That's pretty astounding. I didn't realize it was that big. Yeah, I, I thought it was only about like twenty, twenty-two. It was twenty-two at halftime, but we were down sixty-eight, forty-two with a minute thirty-eight to go. Hmm. And from that point on, we outscored them. Uh, what did I tweet out? Seventy-seven to forty-three, or something crazy. Yeah, they scored just as many in the four, in the second half as they did in the second quarter, I, I believe. Oh, Christ, I didn't even know that. That's impressive. <laughs> but that just—I think that we have to credit the Thunder's defense. They never yeah, they quit, just and they just continue doing what it is. And who who deserves the most credit out of all that for, from you? Um, I think it's I think it's more like a group because if one. One player is not locked in. I think the other players can get locked in because you're kind of just like covering for them. Yeah. I'm so I think it's it's, Billy it's the whole start. Oh yeah, he deserves credit, man. He's not getting it. Um, he's definitely <laughs> no. the scapegoat when they struggle. But it is like it's his gameplay, man. Ten out of eleven. That they have like the fifth best record in basketball, third best in the West, and. He's not getting the credit he's due. It's just crickets. They're, yeah. they're, they lose one game, fire Billy Donovan. They win 9 out of 10, crickets. It's, it's the college football atmosphere in Thunder fans. We're still getting better about it, but in the past, we, we're just like, because, I mean, we all watch college football, man. We lose one game, your season could be over. Yeah. And so, and we're not, we're still getting used to that 28 or 82 games and, like, hey, you're going to lose some games. Like, they're called schedule yeah. losses for a reason. Yeah. So, I mean, I won't lie. I had last night a schedule loss. That's why I was just 
But I didn't think it was going to be 26-point deficit. It just, it's weird. It got out of hand real quick. And that game, it never seemed like, in like the first first half, it never seemed like we were down a ton. It was even, just like they're... Even when we were down 26, you're right. Even when we were down 26, it felt like it was like 15. Yeah, it's just like, get this down and we'll have a chance. I, I won't lie. When they hit 26, I was just kind of like, woof, man. <laughs> I, I really was going to start tweeting random uh, Alliance football facts. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I'm glad we got the win, man. Now we're, we lead the season series against Houston 2-1. We own tiebreakers, and that's huge. Going forward, We that's something we struggled with last year, tiebreakers. Yeah. We were like, I think we were 1-3 versus the Timberwolves. I think our only oh. tiebreakers we had were the Jazz and the, I think it was the Clippers. I think, yeah, I think that's all it was. And then look what the Jazz said to us. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the Jazz lineup last year, the little death lineup they rolled out last year, it's not the same this season. Uh, yeah, it is not. We've seen Donovan Mitchell have some, somewhat of a sophomore slump. Yeah. But the Thunder have the Blazers tonight. As I called them off the air, I, I think I called them a wannabe Splash Brothers. Uh, <laughs> yep, CJ and Dame. Yeah. They're really good three-point shooters, but they're streaky. They're not like Clay and uh, uh, Clay Curry. So uh, I think Dame. I think the Blazers had like nine points in the fourth quarter last night they, versus yeah. the Mavericks. Yeah, Luka Doncic. But the Thunder, though, they're up 2-0 in the series against the Blazers. It's they haven't done that in a long time, and the the. Blazers always make me so nervous because I feel like it's a really bad matchup for the Thunder, but this season they've found a way to come around and get back-to-back wins. They've fought back, and then they actually kind of blew the Blazers out in the last meeting here at home. About a month Yeah, ago. they 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 um they took control in the fourth quarter. Yeah. It was great. The Thunder not, have not won three games in a season against the Blazers since 2012-13 season when they swept the Blazers. Oh, so that so we did sweep them. Yeah, but that's okay. James. How old were you in 2013? I was. Were you, you were a baby? You were learning I was, to walk. Um, I was 11. You were 11, man. That's I still crazy. watch the Thunder, but not as much. <laughs> you didn't, yeah, man. But uh, yeah, I, that was the year Russ got hurt from Beverly. Beverly. Yeah, yeah. That was the year we probably should have PTSD. We probably would have won it. <laughs> yeah. That was one of our best years. I think we would, I really think we would have won it that year. Anyway, enough crying on my end. <laughs> so we have that. And then we tra- We go on the road to play AD. Is it at home or is it on the road? I don't remember. It's on the road. It's on TNT. Yeah. Great. Valentine's Day. That's going to be fun. Everyone's going to try to watch AD in a Thunder on Valentine's Day night. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of mad relationships. That, where you have relationship goals where you can watch the game and appreciate Valentine's Day. Or if you're smart, you celebrate it on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> but that leads us into the All-Star break. Another another team that's a weird matchup because, wow, we love Steven Adams. I think everybody is just in full agreement that Anthony Davis is the best center on the planet. Completely. Yeah, and so he creates kind of a weird matchup, which is, though, here's the thing, though. He creates a weird matchup, but Adams usually does, like, scores points and rebounds. It's just kind of a 
like a Carl Anthony Towns, like they both have really high numbers. Yeah, like I think Davis had like I think he had like forty-seven in the last time he played the Thunder. And the Thunder won. Uh, was that? I, I think, think that was. They might have lost. I don't. I don't remember. We. Like I said, I don't always have all the stats right in front of me, okay. Bryce. <laughs> Uh, and the Thunder did win. They won one twenty-two to sixteen. That was the game with. Uh, I think Davis was out that game. He did not play. You are absolutely correct. The day before, the game before, the Thunder lost one eighteen one fourteen, and Davis had forty-four and eighteen. Okay, there we go. And then you look at. Yeah, uh, but he got a. There's a little difference from that game though. Terrence Ferguson wasn't a, a threat then. Oh yeah, Terrence Ferguson. I, I cannot say. I cannot say enough good things about him. His growth this season. Oh, absolutely. Oh man, let's talk about let's talk about T. Ferguson, man. All right. Is he? Let's say tomorrow, Andre Robertson's coming back. Who starts? I gotta. I gotta give it to Terrence. Why? I just think. That his confidence level is so much bigger than what it was at the start of the season, and it's, he's a threat from the perimeter now, and his defense is just—it's not Robertson level, but it's like it's good. Yep. And one thing we kind of saw last night, or not last night, Saturday night against the Rockets with Ferguson. Typically, they would like to take Ferguson off the floor and bring on Schroeder in those clutch minutes. However, his defensive ability was forced him to stay on the on the court. If that's Andre Roberson, now you're playing five on four on yeah. offense. But Ferguson now requires the defender to stay with him, and his offensive ability had really made it clutch down the end. He could defend and he could hit the three. He was a secret like weapon last night. While yeah. he didn't really do a lot in the defense. He locked down Eric Gordon, and Eric was 0-5 in the second half from three. I think um, in the third quarter on that run, Ferguson hit. At the end of the game, when Russ split the double team and Terrence Ferguson was in the corner, and I saw on Twitter that Chris Paul, he didn't want to leave Terrence Ferguson because it's his threat from the threat from the corner to shoot a three. And that pulled, pulled him away from Russ, and Russ was able to get the free layup to give us the lead with, I think, about 30 seconds left. Yeah, that's a great point. Because you have to look back two years ago when Russ was the only guy on the team we were playing them in the playoffs. They packed the paint, man. They they were Donald Trump's biggest fan. They built that wall. <laughs> and hashtag politics sports. But anyway, they, they really packed that paint. And they really forced... That's why Russ shot so well from three two years ago, man. Because he had to. There was four guys in the paint at all time. Because they, they forced him to shoot that yeah. three. And we got lucky, shot 38%. Actually, we got unlucky because that built a confidence in him that he shouldn't be shooting three. <laughs> but that's beside the point. But, no, and it really freed up that, that paint. And you great point out on the Terrence Ferguson kick in the corner that I could have been at. If it kicks in the corner, I think Ferguson nails that three, man. And even then, we're just going bananas. I don't know about you. Yeah. I was standing on my couch last night. I was so excited. I think there was there was one point where I jumped up. I think it was that Paul George uh, four point play from when Gerald Green fouled him. Bro, that was gnarly. That kid, that Paul George <laughs> is the MVP. He, like, here's the thing: 
he's our MVP, I think. But I, where do you think he realistically finishes? Um, I gotta say, two or three. I'm not. I'm not sure he gets it done. I think if he continues the pace that he's at right now, and Harden falls off a little bit, and he gets really, and the Thunder get really close to what the Bucks record is, I think he has a chance to get it. But I'm not gonna say that he's. He has more than a 50% chance right now. Oh, uh, see, I put him on a 25% chance. Yeah, I think that's that's a little bit more accurate. Mainly because I think everybody appreciates the kind of run offensively that Hart. The only, only reason the Rockets are remotely in this playoff picture is because of Harden. And, and you can kind of Completely. say that with the Thunder, we're in the top three because of Paul George. But I think without we at least would make the playoffs. We've proven it before. We'll make the playoffs without Paul George. We did it before, um, but we're not and winning. We'll do it again. <laughs> yeah, and we probably get eight. I think it's what we got last yeah. time. We got seven or eight, and that's what we would do again. Uh, but the Rockets probably miss playoffs without Harden. Oh, completely. Like just flip it. Chris Paul plays eighty-two games, but Harden's out. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're in the lottery without a first round pick. Um, Mid ranges. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, Dan Tony would one, have a fit. I'll say one thing about uh, the Rockets, and we'll kind of move on a little bit. I got a couple more questions to ask. Um, but the, Chris Paul, for all his whining, he looked a step slow last night. Man, he couldn't get past Burton. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was still hitting his shots. I think it was like the first time I've seen him hit those like mid range and then pull up threes. But, but he a, still was a step in a slow. Fourth quarter, Deontay De, or Burton hit him defensively, and there's nothing he could do, man. He couldn't get by him. I think even last year he blows by that guy. Burton's not great. Burton's not oh, a yeah, NBA easily. player yet. He's going to be there, but he's not a rotational player yet. Like, he should not be and then, locking down Chris Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we see what Harden did to him. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I thought Burton did a really good job, man. For what he did, he... Burton on Harden? Yeah, I thought he did a great job. I was a little nervous, because when he first came in, they had a close-up of the two after Burton committed a foul, and Burton was talking trash. Because reading his lips... Oh, yeah. And I, was, I, I, I love think, that. <laughs> I think I, I tweeted, I texted the group, and I was like, Burton's talking trash. And the first thing I thought is, you're going to piss off the beard. And that's what I was worried about. Um, it, um, thankfully, it didn't happen. But, hey, a great win for the Thunder. They moved to 10, ten out of their last 11. They take the season. Uh, they're tie, at least tied the season series with the Rockets, and they're only a game out of first place. Or second place, sorry. Second place. Yeah, second place. Seat. They're really a game and a half, but who cares about tiebreakers? Yeah, um, screw those. Screw those dumb things. <laughs> Idiots. No, but uh, so now we take the Blazers and, and the Pelicans, and then we have the Jazz afterwards. The schedule continues to be really tough, and I think Thunder fans, we see that. I call it the March of Death. As you go yeah, through March, um, I remember that, that tweet that you put out. Yeah, we go undefeated in March. Oh, my God. This random guy can tweet out a playoff game. No, he says just over that, that bit of schedule. That's not even all of March. That's just some of March. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, that's just some of March. Here's the rest of February. Versus Portland, at New Orleans, versus Utah, versus Sacramento, at Denver, versus Philadelphia. 
that is a playoff mm. lineup. Like you play those teams like that in the playoffs. Yeah, that is outside of like Kings. You're not used to hearing that. Hell, they're ninth. They're only game out. So I think they're I think they're in eighth right now. Are they? I oh wait, no. I, I thought they were. Oh, the Lakers are in tenth. Yeah, the Lakers. That's gonna be a fun one. Uh, but yeah, they are a half game out. I guess they won tonight, so they're half game out of the Clippers. Okay. So how the Kings might make the playoffs for the first time since 2006? Who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, I'd love the, to see that. The Thunder, like I said, uh, they're game out of second place. If they and they are up three, three whole games on Portland. When we can say that's three and a half because they own the tiebreaker right now. Yeah. So and the tiebreakers yeah. are huge they win. going forward. Um, but the Nuggets they play tomorrow night against Miami. That that's going to be a fun one. Miami's coming off. Of yeah. Oh. Yeah. Never mind. That Denver's probably going to win that game. <laughs> I just realized that. Yeah. Back to back for the Heat. Waiters couldn't hit that game winner tonight. Bro, I I still have real estate on uh, Dion Waiters Island. So, um, real quick, so back on topic, like I said we ramble. I apologize, everybody, for getting off topic again. But the Thunder play the Blazers, and then the Pelicans wrap it up. Give me a prediction on those two games. Um, I gotta say one and one. One and one. Which one? I think. I think we lose tonight and win versus the Pelicans. Okay. That's fair. Logical. Um, so, so you have Paul George, runner-up or third place in the MVP. Where's Russ? Russ in the MVP race. Yep. Um, I think six or seven. That's about what I have. I, th- I really think he's being underrated because of his shooting percentages, but uh, we'll see how that turns out. Um. Do we both agree that Paul George, uh, look at it objectively, Paul George is a lock for defensive player of the year right now? Completely. Yeah, and I think even Rockets fans were admitting it last night. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> that was. Where is Russ on the, is Russ on the all defensive team, you think, at the, when the season ends? I'm going to say no because of reputation, but I think he should deserve, or he should get a second team nod. Why second team and not first team? Who who are the guards that are going to be above him? I think Drew gets it over him, and let's see who's the other one. Um, it's Drew and someone else, I it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember right now, right. but I don't. I don't think he's first team. Drew Holiday, he still has lapses. Are you about right? Yeah, Drew Holiday. Well, will it? And you know, Russ is number two in the or is tied for first in the in the league in steals, right? Yeah. Okay. And it's, with, hey, with Paul George. With Paul George, actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Surprisingly enough, Harden's too. I mean, he's next. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, but yeah, I like I like Westbrook's defense this year. But there's still moments where you're just like, eh. Here's my thought on it's that. It's definitely better. 
I think his his percentages have struggled because he's exerting more effort on the defensive side, focusing more because he's not completely ignoring main defenders now. He is yeah taking on like main point guards instead of hiding on players. He's taken on that role because he remember he was an All Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year his sophomore as a sophomore. Yeah. So. Uh, I think Victor Oladipo would have been first team had he stayed healthy. Unfortunately, oh yeah, poor Depot. We wish him the best, get better. Um, Prayers for Depot. All right, so we're you say one on one. I'm gonna actually go. I I like the one and one, but I'm gonna go two and zero. Oh. I just something even without Jeremy Grant tonight. I feel like the Thunder can figure this out. I think they're gonna get the win at home, take the momentum down to the Bayou. And get the win against New Orleans because they're only going to play Anthony Davis for three quarters anyway. So <laughs> I mean, that poor guy in a weird, awkward situation for everyone. All right, real quick, we're going to talk about this. Uh, the Thunder cut Alex Cabrinas on Saturday morning. It sucks, Alex. Three years with the Thunder. I honestly felt like he never really found that groove, that consistency that everybody wanted. But nobody really knows why Alex Abrantz left the team. It was a mutual uh, split. Alex paid back one point, almost almost all of the $1.8 million he had left on his contract, which is great for the Thunder. That's a little extra cash flow for them. But it's weird. Um, I think for everything, all the rumors and out there, I think for Thunder Digest, we just want the best for Alex Abrantz. Whether it's a personal or just like, I don't know. We don't know what's going on. So we really, really just no, want him to get better, man. And I assume that nothing's leaked out. It's pretty serious. That's the way I look at it. Um, it's the NBA with Adrian Wojnarowski and Sham Sharanaran. I don't know. Shams. I'm sorry for butchering your name, bro, because I know you're listening <laughs> to our podcast. But it sucks, man. But the Thunder have, I think you told me they have. 11 roster spots right now in the Thunder? They have two open roster spots that they have to fill, and I think they have three three total open roster spots. Yeah, I, I just count. We have 11. That's crazy. Uh, That's not counting two-way players. Okay. So Deontay so Burton, Burton and, and uh, Graham. Grantham? Grantham, Devontae Grantham. Yeah, he doesn't count. Because there's Schroeder, one, two, three, four, five. No, we have 12. You're right. There's three okay. spots. Man, you're smart. No, 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 no. That's not right. Because <laughs> this has a Brinus on it. No, it doesn't. I don't know. I am on basketball reference, so. Well, I know I know we have to fill two of them. And then there's there's three open ones. Yeah, this, oh, this is counting Andre Robertson, too. So technically, yeah, we have 12. But we, we have 11 healthy okay. bodies right now. There we go. So right. we're, we are both right, but you are more right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they have three open roster spots. They have to have two. They I think they get like two weeks or like to fill per the NBA policy. The Thunder didn't make a trade on the trade deadline. They approached Minnesota for Anthony Tolliver, for, for Patrick Patterson. I'm glad that trade didn't go down. I like what Patterson's been bringing since January 1. Um, yeah. So it's. I'm glad they didn't mess with that. 
they're going to have to sign something. And the buyout markets will be drying up here shortly. I expect Burton to get uh, probably a deal. And then maybe... Yeah, I think he's going to... Yeah. And then they'll get another random uh, buyout. With it. <laughs> Please not Corey Brewer. Why not? Uh, I don't know. I just feel like he plays good for his first few games when he signs. Oh, he won't be playing. Like he did with Philly. Oh, he won't play oh, yeah. when he comes here. There's no room. Especially if we were talking okay. about Terrence Ferguson and all this stuff. Ferguson. So, and the- yeah. I mean... I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of this. I won't lie. I, I didn't like no, the signing last year. I don't like it. I don't want him back this year. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, the Thunder have to get out. They're gonna have to grab two two players. And I like the fact they didn't make a big trade though. I like the chemistry. I like yeah. the, what we have, man. It's they're starting to figure things out. So. I would have liked Anthony Tolliver on like a buyout, but I wouldn't like trading someone for him. Yeah, I, Patrick Patterson is has the best three point shooting percentage since January one on the Thunder. Oh wow! I thought yeah. it was. Did he overtake Ferguson? Yeah, he, and this is as the other day, like two day two days ago, when I wrote an article about three point shooting. Okay. He was first since January so, one. Yeah, for all the people that wanted Patterson gone. No, no, there you go. Well, for valid reasons, he struggled. He was horrible. Uh, yeah, the, the uh, original the the few days where or the first couple months, he definitely struggled. So. I still cringe when he takes a post hook. Yeah, look, it's awkward. That's all it is. It's <laughs> so yeah, Alex Abrines. Unfortunately, we wish the big Spaniard, even though he's like six two, we wish the Spaniard all the best in dealing with whatever personal problems. And from everybody I talked to, the Thunder is that. They are still involved with him. Um, but yeah, they're fully supporting I him. I was told is that you probably shouldn't expect him in basketball anytime soon. That's kind no. of a... Um, and we are not going to speculate on publicly about what's going on because while uh, we try to remain objective, but we're still kind of fans. Like I've seen the tickets, but I'm objective. We don't want to speculate, one, because if we're wrong, that's slander, we could be sued. <laughs> um, and two, it's just not cool, man. I, I don't want to I don't want to put stuff on a guy who's already probably going through some stuff or dealing with things, you know what I mean? It's not fair to anyone just to... Just like, put spare burden on him. Yeah, not to... I don't want to just say something just to get out there and try to be the first one. That's just not... That's never been my cup of tea, and that's not how I operate. Everything I ever say is I, I try personally to have like a, a semblance of like fact, even though sometimes I'm wrong. Not the Christmas Day game, though. <laughs> Jesus Christ, James. But no, no. So here's what happened. I have a buddy who has a source within the Thunder, and he was telling me about it. He goes, no, the Thunder don't have a game, I promise you. And I'm like, I feel like they don't have a home game. Are you sure? He goes, yeah, I'm sure. It just didn't make any sense, and I just trusted him because he's been right in the past. I think he just misunderstood because it would make sense mm, that gotcha. the person works for the season the the season ticket office, and or, and then said, "Hey, yeah, we don't have a home game. We don't have a Christmas game. 
mean we don't have a home Christmas game. Because they don't have access to the whole schedule. They have access to the home schedule. Oh, okay. I mean, that makes sense, right? But yeah, I'm publicly sense. with it, but I feel like I owned up my mistake. Yes, you did. Like, I see it's still up there. I still haven't deleted it. So. It's not your pin. It's not the pin tweet anymore, though. No, I think I have something about Russell Westbrook's your dad or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's something like that. I so I use TweetDeck, so I don't ever see that stuff. Oh, okay. It is. It says Russell Westbrook is your dad when I was playing Call of Duty Black Ops 4. <laughs> I need to change it. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pin. I'm going to start pinning Russell Westbrook's how much he needs for a triple-double. Oh, he's definitely getting that this year. Oh, yeah. Like, no question. Like He'll be there next week. <laughs> No, like he's less than eight assists a game there. So, all right, James, we're going to wrap this up real quick. Any final words for anybody out there who doesn't quite, they don't quite know you, want to give yourself any blatant promotions here? Um, not really. Just follow me at my, at my at. It'll, it'll be in the, be in the tweet probably. It's a Pokemon reference. I used to play a lot of that, but. Too lazy to change my username now. Why don't you just tell people maybe that listen that aren't on Twitter? Uh, it's we, Asha Water Bottle. Asha Water Bottle. Yeah, because we also post, we're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Digest. And and we're on Instagram. I'll get a VSCO.com, whatever the hell that is, if people want me to. I don't know what it is, but I'll figure it out. I mean, we had a Tumblr as hell. That's where we started out at was Tumblr. But I'll go back if you want me to. Just back, let us know, guys. Back when you were Thunder Obsessed. Man, I'm still Thunder Obsessed. It's, it's, oh, yeah. it's late in the morning, and I'm sitting here talking Thunder basketball when I should be sleeping. Yep. So, yeah, I have basketball tomorrow. There you go. I do too. Thunder basketball. All right. So yeah. for James Horvath, I'm Chuck Cheney. Make sure you like and subscribe us on iTunes and Stitcher and wherever you listen. Thank you for listening, and we are out. Peace. Gotta see this. What a perfect ending to a historic day. Listen, learn my best look. You jump sides on me, now you about to meet Westbrook. We are the Stash Bros, and we approve this podcast.